Hey, hey, good morning. Thanks for joining me on the Meg Ellison Show. Who does know where they're going, frankly? Well, I know someone here in this studio knows where he is going. So, so honored to have him joining me in studio. His big announcement, which I missed, I was out earlier this week. America's favorite mayor, Mosinee Mayor Brent Jacobson, in studio. We're going to talk about his assembly run. Good morning. How are you, Brent? Good morning, Meg. It's great to be back. And thank you so much for having me here oh, in the studio. Anytime. You're always welcome. I uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. I was out of the loop for, well, a number of days over the weekend and then a couple days this week, but back in the saddle and was so, so happy to hear this news. And um, I, I mean, it's just a matter of time before you transition from uh, America's favorite mayor to America's favorite state assembly rep. So woohoo! This is exciting, and it's it's the a new district that obviously includes your residence in Mosinee, correct? That is correct. So uh, Governor Evers signed maps on Monday that created new districts, and for as long as I can remember, uh, I've been in what is the 86th state assembly district, which included my neck of the woods and Rim Mountain and Weston and went over to Marshfield. And um, we've been represented well by by John Spiros for um, a number of years now. And this new district was created and um, to explain to people, because everybody's um, kind of confused and scratching their head, uh, who's who could possibly be my new representative? Where am I? Um, the new district is the 87th State Assembly District. And it will include, in our area, Rib Mountain, Cronenwetter, Schofield, Rothschild, Mosinee, some townships um, to the southern border of Portage County. And then there are portions of Portage, Wapaka, and Shawano counties uh, in this district as well. So Wassa and Weston, um, bigger communities here, are not included. Uh, that will be in the 85th Assembly District, which Representative Schneider has said he intends to run in. So... We have to get our bearings straight, but here we go. Yeah, well, and I'm really glad that you, you know, because I've I've speculated, and of course we were all lamenting about this whole maps redistricting situation and the fact that, and of course it's just another classic case of the Democrats projecting this gerrymandering narrative on the Republicans when indeed this is what they have done with, which is, I guess, the best of the worst case scenario with these maps that the legislature approved and now Governor Evers has signed it into law. Right. And, you know, that was one of the things that really was the straw that broke the camel's back for me and propelled me to want to do this again, which is a lot of time, um, money, commitment, uh, time away from your family, is I truly do feel, um, and as you know, I my full-time job is I practice law. And I truly do feel that we are in probably one of the most um, dangerous positions we have been in, at least in my lifetime, at truly losing the constitutional concepts of separation of powers and checks and balances um, after what I have seen unfold uh, since August when the Supreme Court changed. And um, this is going to be uh, this election cycle probably one of the most challenging cycles for Republicans in at least 14 years. And 
we are going to need to find solid, experienced, electable candidates that can get on the campaign trail in a general election and explain to independent voters why they do not want to turn the keys over to the legislature, to the Democrats, and why our platform in the Republican Party. And I'm going to echo something. I listen to your show every day, as you know. And I'm, I'm going to echo something that I heard John Ringheimer from up north say on your show recently. He said, I, I introduce myself to people and say, my name's John. I'm a proud Republican. My name's Brent. I am a proud Republican. I have always been proud to be a member of this party since I got into county party politics with my father at the age of eight years old, mm-hmm. manning fair booths, walking parades. Um, I am proud to be a Republican because of the values that our party has been built on. And that is the basic message we need to get back to in a general election to the voters um, who are in the middle to convince them why our platform is the best for them, their families, and the future of the state of Wisconsin. Well, and I just say you're beloved as the mayor of Mosinee and obviously now have becoming or having become now the um, America's favorite mayor. I mean, I know there, I hear from listeners all the time about how much they appreciate all that you've done, contributing not only to uh, the city of Mosinee as the mayor, but on the county board. And, I mean, let's talk a little bit about your accomplishments when you're on the county board. And, and interestingly, you're also running mm-hmm. for county board. And that's not unusual for legislators to also be serving on local boards. I know that there are other uh, other cases of, of those that uh, are doing so concurrently and I mean, when you want something done, you ask somebody busy <laughs> to get it done because they seem to be able to prioritize well and accomplish a lot because you have to be very disciplined about your time. Right. And um, I applied uh, to be on the county board or submitted my nomination papers, um, you know, before I was propelled to make the decision to get into this race. But um, I, I intend to serve on the county board and serve well on the county board. Um, as as I work on the campaign trail in this state assembly race, there's always been a reason that's propelled me to to do something, whether that's run for mayor, run for the county board, um, run for state legislative office. And um, really, Meg, the reason I have done all of those things is because I've tried to look for how I can contribute to, at the local level, the common sense cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the partisan level, at the conservative cause. And, um, for, for instance, um, the, uh, I, I, was, I remember I was driving in my car for work on my way, I think, to Appleton for something when I had a listener. I was listening to you, as usual, and someone had called in about the debacle on the library board um, that had been going on. And, and how the board was simply not listening to people who were asking for reasonable um, limitations on, on access to certain extremely offensive material. And I said to myself, well, I suppose I could apply to be on the library board and, and offer to help. So I did and um, served out a, a shorter term on that board until we could get other people hopefully aware and interested to apply for the position. And then with the county board this um, coming term, uh, I had heard that our current representative in the district um, that I would be serving um, was 
not interested in continuing if someone else um, would step up and serve and, the, and it would be the right person. Um, you know, people get busy with life. Um, we thank them for their service, um, but um, people do get busy with, with their real lives. And I said, well, <laughs> I said, I suppose I could come back and um, offer to help. And I um, had a lot of good partnerships on that county board when I served the two years I did. And and I tried to be a voice of reason, and that's why I got on the county board the first time I was on, because our representative in that situation also had said he would no longer be interested in serving. And I said, well, we need to keep somebody. And I had even asked, have you heard of anybody else? And no one had stepped forward. So I, I ran for that seat. And during my time on the county board for that term, and we did a lot of good things, I, I uh, bear in mind that that session of the county board was not dominated by common sense conservative people as um, at least there's a majority of them on there now. It was myself, uh, people like Chris Dickinson and a, a few others, Craig McEwen, that tried to um, maintain common sense when we were fighting against diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. Um, uh, we fought against wasteful spending of uh, our tax dollars, by the way, not free government COVID money. Um, we, I, my, my first uh, month, I fought against, ironically, based on what we're here talking about today, a, a liberal redistricting resolution. Um, I, I, so that's, that's how I spent my time on that county board, trying to maintain a, a voice of reason and common sense until we could get more people to step up and run. Uh, as we did in 2022 in that county board, we flipped over half the seats. Well, you know, it's <clears throat> interesting, Brent, is that that is probably the first time when I, when I started, ooh, I'll, I'll say it this way, started babysitting the county board, the Marathon County Board. I started attending <clears throat> uh, uh, meetings regularly and got to know you as you were on the county board. The voice of reason and, and I mean, the voice of common sense. And it, it really perplexed me that here we are in this really heavily red area in Wisconsin and we are not being represented by those that have the same values and principles that we do and it was so refreshing to see that oh we can always count on Brent for that you know for the at least a, a common sense approach and you know I'm not you know I can't say one way or another if you're uh, voice of reason during you know during some of the comments that you made at the meetings uh, swayed anyone or persuaded anyone to vote a different way but it was just I don't know there was just a, sort of a sense of relief and thinking gosh if we could only have what are there like 39 members on the county board yeah there's uh 38 38 and um strange that there's an even number <laughs> yeah and it's you know you mentioned that and um you know people I hope look at, at me and the things I've done as they consider who they might want to vote for in this state assembly race. And the diversity, equity, and inclusion initiative, um, it was concerning because, you know, this resolution bounced around and around and around for, for almost the entire term until um, it finally got in front of the county board. And, you know, people think, well, a resolution, you know, what a, what a lot of time, waste, and effort that people put in over uh, something on paper. Well, um, people need to understand that that resolution um, was step number one, which would have set the overarching policy uh, for the county board so that now when we talk about uh, fiscal decisions, um, hiring policy, et cetera, um, that would have been 
their guide to fall back on. And when that got to the floor of the county board, um, debate had went on and there was a motion to close debate that I objected to so that I could one last time speak my common sense. And then we voted. And the vote was 18 to 18 um, of the 36 that voted. And that initiative failed by one vote because it was a tie vote. So that could have changed a lot of things, honestly, in the county that people really don't appreciate. And, you know, it's just one example of how I, I tried to be a voice for An my influence. district. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, too, as a result of your efforts, the whatever that foolish commission was, was uh, was disbanded as a result. I mean, was. it was made up of a group, a overwhelming majority of those that were not in elected to the county board that were mm-hmm. trying to make poly, really trying to direct policy decisions here in this county that weren't at all reflective of the majority in Marathon County. Right. Um, actually, that was another one of those, um, can I step up and help moments. Uh, the I remember um, Craig McEwen, the vice chair who's responsible for running the rules review committee that meets at the end of each term to set the rules that will be proposed for adoption by the next session of the board. And Craig called and said, you know, Brent should be willing to serve on the rules review committee. You know, as an attorney, it might be helpful to have some insight. We're talking about rules. And I said, another committee. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I said, sure. Sure. (laughs) Um, And I said, well, I'm here, so what can I accomplish? And one of my things I was adamant about proposing is we need to whittle down the number of unelected, unaccountable people that are serving on these committees. They're not accountable to the voters um, in any respect. And if you want to have a diversity affairs committee, then it needs to be completely staffed with uh, elected county board supervisors who are going to have to explain what, why they feel these um, policies and resolutions are pushing are right for Marathon County, and, and they simply weren't. So uh, what I want to ask you is, uh, and I mean, t- talking about relevant experience that you can bring to the state legislature, and I mean, like, really hit the ground running, and you, you mentioned the different, co- I mean, there's commissions and committees, but different areas in which you have uh, dedicated your time in this community, in this county. Talk a little bit about the various assignments that you've had over the course of however many years, in addition Mm -hmm. to also serving as mayor, full-time job, Mm -hmm. um, husband, and father to that sweet little girl. By the way, Mm -hmm. how old is she now? Uh, We just had her two-year-old birthday. Yeah. That's great. I had to put on Mickey Mouse ears. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, you look kind of... um, (laughs) troubled about that. Don't let that photo leak out. Yes, well, he's not wearing them today, so we're good. But yeah, so let's talk about Mm -hmm. some of the areas in which, uh, I mean, you can, you have, you have the experience necessary to go right into the legislature and, and serve uh, the, your constituents. Yeah. um, The two most uh, helpful assignments I have had uh, of, of all I've had in my lifetime is number one, being a father. And number two, uh, a husband. And um, one of those those values I take to the legislature that I try and instill as a father and a husband, I think, are, um, are, are going to propel me forward into doing the right thing. Um, you know, starting as, as a father and, and how blessed I was to um, 
see my daughter come into this world. Um, people can expect me to go to the legislature and defend life. Um, people can expect me to go to the legislature as a father and a husband and defend family values. And then if you get into my um, time in elected office, I've had a, a myriad of experiences, I think, that would be helpful in the legislature and um, have built the groundwork. You know, I, I do believe that there's a lot to be said about if you're interested in serving your community, your constituents through elected office, to start at, at the local level, um, to, to not just step into to state or even federal politics uh, right out of the gate. You need, you need to have experience at, at the local level at some point. And I started with my time as mayor, and you know, through my job as mayor, which will be going on nine years now. Uh, I've been responsible with chairing the planning commission, which um, talks about new projects coming into our community. I've been um, responsible for chairing a multi-district fire and EMS department. So I've had um, considerable exposure to the, the needs of public safety, especially in a rural community. And I do want to stress that being a small town mayor, as I'll admit I am, um, it, it is not all about uh, ribbon cuttings and uh, shaking hands or just walking in parades um, or showing up at, at the end of a project. The, the mayor is considerably involved in larger projects and talking about how we can get economic development to happen in our communities. I was extremely involved with bringing the Mosney Brewing Company to downtown Mosney. I was very involved with bringing the four-story cobblestone hotel to downtown Mosinee. And I was very involved with a whole number of other projects that have happened in our downtown and expansions in our central Wisconsin business park. So having that experience and in, in making projects happen and finding ways that the government can help, but still be a responsible steward of the taxpayer money, I think is invaluable experience. In an entirely different setting on the county board, I went from being in an executive role as the mayor um, who is working to come up with a game plan, find ways to get there, and then present it to your common council to say, you know, this is why it's a good thing for the city and why we should move uh, forward with it, and here's how I propose we do it. All of a sudden, I find myself in a body of 38, as you mentioned, other elected officials, and uh, I don't call all the shots. Uh, I'm not the um, county board executive, and uh, I have to find a way to create coalitions, to create partnerships, to um, get on board with what I think is good for Marathon County and how we can get there to get it through and get it into the right committees and build support for it. And that's an invaluable experience I had in a legislative role as I looked at it as one of a 38-member body. And as we just went through, I was still able to accomplish things or join others in things they wanted to accomplish or policies they wanted to defend that I, I thought was, was good for Marathon County. So those experiences from both an executive standpoint, working behind the scenes to move projects forward, and from a, a local legislative standpoint and a large body to realize you can't always get what you want, 
Um, but you got to find ways to get there over time by building partnerships. I think both of those um, experiences have been invaluable to me and, and will serve me well if constituents in my new district decide to send me to Madison. Well, it's just a matter of time. All right. So we're speaking of time, we're going to take a quick break, go to the news, and rejoin the conversation with America's favorite mayor, Brent Jacobson, candidate for the 87th Assembly District. Looking forward to having you tune in right after this on The Meg Ellison Show on WSAU. 